Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Work. Welcome back. Hour number two right here on You Better You Bet. Jeremy Kahn filling in for Nick Costas alongside Ken Barkley. As always, it's brought to you by BetMGM right here on the BetQL Network. Get to have a, I don't get to have guests with you guys as often. There's a lot of stuff in the summertime, but it is fun to have a guest. So we bring in Drew Dinsick uh, at Whale underscore Capper. The Whale Capper is joining us, analyst for NBC Sports Bet and host of Bet the Edge podcast. Nice to meet you, and uh, thanks for joining the program. Yeah, of course. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, love the new bumper music, by the way. I'm not sure if you yeah. guys are going through a whole uh, uh, a whole <laughs> kind of uh, new exploration phase on the bumper music, but that was uh, that was a funky uh, funky groove. I don't I don't think we played that one for you. Well, that's a uh, God. Is that Chrono Trigger? Is that what that is? It's one of uh, Nick's like JRPG it. bangers <laughs> that he picked out. Yeah. So just uh, you know, if you if you love '90s role playing games, then this is the show for you because we got we got you covered here. Um, but yeah, definitely a different vibe than some of the other. Yeah, I would play like Sonic and Street Fighter and some of the other. I got like a Ninja Gaiden one coming up later. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. Uh, where where are you at? On I got to ask you this first. I'm yeah. hoping you saw this, or maybe you were listening to us at the start of the show. I know sometimes you do that right before you come on. Why, why did the Lions take a lot of money this afternoon? Did you see that? Seven to six and a half, a six on the board. Any idea, like, what's up there? Would you, like, was that a bet you were interested in making and someone scooped it? Like, just anything on week one on a, I think, like, a kind of an unpredictable move that happened today. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, see that coming at all. Um no. I think you know it was it had a whiff of a little bit of a buyback. Didn't that kind of just sort of bleed and dribble out to seven in the first place? It did. Uh, it it did felt like yeah. yeah, it felt like maybe it was just someone kind of correcting that. Uh, you know, like they waited, they saw, they stared at the sevens for long enough, and they were like, "All right, fine, I'll take it." I guess uh, that's like that's one of the games though that looks probably <laughs> the most correctly lined in all of week one. Uh, I don't know that there's a ton of uncertainty with what you're getting from Kansas City right now. Uh, similarly, Detroit, uh, you know, looks pretty exploitable by that passing offense. So that did very much catch me by surprise. I haven't heard any whispers that there's anything interesting or surprising going on with anything that would tell you that Detroit's going to be able to put up a bigger output or that uh, Kansas City is not going to be quite as sharp as they usually are. Um, that looks like a, a pretty a pretty sharp market to me. So uh, if you want to say you're capturing some sort of meaningful value by having the seven in hand at an, at, you know, at a minus one ten or whatever the bet came in at, then I guess, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I kind of have completely tuned out, tuned out, tuned that market out. Cause it just looks right. And just looking at the NFL, I guess we'll stay with this for a second. Um, and you know, you, you start looking at some of the divisions. We were talking about some of our favorite week one lines. How early is too early for you to start dabbling in laying some money down on some of these games? 
Well, if it's a total, you got to be pretty careful. Uh, it's a little bit tougher right now to get kind of a full bet staking on totals for where I'm at in my betting progression as far as the player goes. Uh, sides right now, um, there, there are a couple that I don't mind playing in July and August just because the sides, when they move, they it's usually one way. Uh, and you can actually get a pretty, pretty decent stake down uh, right now. Um, I think by the time we get uh, a couple of preseason games under our belt, we'll see some of these total limits uh, start to creep up. And uh, at least for what I look at the board now for week one and just do kind of a qualitative assessment, I would say that the sides are pretty tight. Not like there aren't going to be five, six, seven bets to be had, but uh, the totals to me look uh, look a little bit soft. Uh, I think we're going to see some pretty significant movement once those limits come up. So that's usually the first thing I do when I kind of get going and, uh, you know, for a new week, because they're not going to just pop the total limits uh, in the middle of, you know, a middle of a Tuesday workday. But uh, sometimes when they start the new week, you see something change. And so I'll go and just kind of give everything a look and see, uh, you know, see what uh, what liquidity looks like before uh, getting a bet down. And of course, if you, you know, there are certain places you can live and there are certain people you can know that, uh uh, you know, liquidity is not a question. And, uh, you know, so I, so I definitely think, you know, it's not too early to have to take sincere positions on these week one games. And, uh, you know, there are probably five bets you can make today that you're going to be on the right side of a key number uh, relative to close um, across sides and totals. So I, I know you, I, it's so funny because, uh, so Jeremy asked you like, you know, what, when, how early is too early? And you go, I think it's too early for totals. And I thought you were going to go in a completely different direction as to why than what you ended <laughs> no. up going. And you went, you went into like the ball, you went in like the baller direction, like the high roller direction. Of like, yeah, you know, it's it's too late for totals for some of us. Let me go hop in my Maserati and just hit the road here a little bit. And just and I, I thought, I thought you were saying it's too early because like totals are severely impacted by weather, which you're not going to know until the week of the game. And so like, you know, and I, I guess the counter to that is like, you're going to be right, like, it's going to help you as often as it hurts you, right? It's like a player injury. Like you're going to bet an, a team to go over their win total. Well, sometimes they're going to get hurt. Sometimes their opponents are going to get hurt. And you're never going to know which one it is. I, is, yeah. is there any part of you with a total this or you mentioned some of them look soft. Do you think that's why that is? Or do you think it's all like a, a limit issue? You think like the people who bet totals just are waiting because like they can't get a lot of bets down? Or do you think, hey, I'd kind of like to know if like Bears Niners week one last year, if that's going to happen before I like yeah. take a really strong position here. How do you balance those two things? Yeah, that's a good, that, when you said about the weather, that was the first thing that popped to mind. Like if you, if yeah. we had done content in the beginning of August and you're like, what's your favorite total on the board? And I've just been like, yeah. Over. The Bears defense is so bad. The Niners are going to score 40 points Trey by Lance, themselves. MVP. This yeah. Like, what, what? 10 points by the Bears probably gets us there, Ken. Let's get it. Let's play this over. And then, yes, it's uh, it's a monsoon. Um, but, no, I, that that is absolutely kind of the one thing in the back of your mind as you're kind of playing totals shortly. Uh, and, you know, whether as I, I like lifetime, um, I am, you know, that's, that's a huge uh, – uh, leak for me like game you know have getting into a game early and the weather just absolutely dunking on me um I, some <laughs> of the biggest some of the specific biggest losses that i can remember that hurt the worst uh were exactly that kind of scenario so um yeah <laughs> i guess <laughs> i guess i need to take a deeper some yeah. deeper thought about the way that the weather is going to impact some of this stuff but um no i mean it's uh it's there's there are 
I, I can, I don't know, macro, macro, you can kind of get a sense before a season starts, there's a rule change, there's a, you know, kind of a, a, a concept, conceptual change across the no league. No fans that, of the games. Know, yeah, right. And, uh, and that type of stuff move, matters for totals way more than sides, right? And uh, if you have like a macro angle that you think is just missed, mispriced across the board, then you know, you are going to sit on that sucker until you can get as much down as possible. That's going to happen like, you know, around Labor Day. So, um, yeah, I, I think realistically, uh, uh, that's probably why some of the totals are a little softer, more so than, uh, yeah, m more so than the weather. But, um, you know, wet weather starts, you know, if once we get to October, if you're not checking the weather before you make a bet on the total, then you're doing something wrong. Talking to Whale Capper, Drew Densick here, at Whale underscore Capper if you want to give him a follow. And just to piggyback off of that, when you were talking about rules, I kept telling everybody about the new baseball rules. Not necessarily just the pitch clock, but the, the disengagements, uh, getting rid of the shift, and then when the weather the picks bases. up. I mean, you're going to see, yeah, you're going to yeah. see more confident batters, left-handed batters that are up there just swinging away, and that we'd see some crazy totals. And lo and behold, in the summertime, we got regular games. I mean, every Boston Red Sox game is right around 10 now. Um, every Reds game is 10, 10 and a half. So, and we get our crazy weather games at Wrigley. So I, I'm the big weather guy when it comes to baseball. So I'm talking <laughs> dew points and all that nonsense. Right. But um, Jeremy, big but dew point I, guy. Yeah, yeah, big, love the humidity. Love it. Um, yeah. But no, I, I do think the rule enforcements can have an effect, and that's something to, to kind of keep your eye on, right? It, it, baseball, it just showed it to you, and I think football, if we see any changes, that could have the same thing. Yeah, there was one year where we had a good four full, full four, you know, four full weeks uh, where they didn't call offensive holding. Mm -hmm. um, and totals, on average, were, you know, they used to be priced around 46 it, trick, it trickled up to 48, 49, and they were landing in like the low 50s on average. It was crazy. And it was like there's nothing, you know, the, there was so much gravity in what a total in an NFL game should be. Everybody was very sure of that. Uh, and the rule change itself, uh, like, just completely changed the fabric of offensive efficiency. So um, that kind of macro stuff is massive. Uh, it's easier to, like, kind of take a position and just go bananas in like the NBA or baseball. I'm assuming, I'm assuming baseball, but definitely the NBA, like the year that they changed the rules where they were going to stop calling, uh, um, you know, the fouls, uh, you know, the, the giving away free three free throws, uh, you know, but when, when some, when a guy's closing out on a, on a shooter, um, you know, the James Harden rule, I guess, uh, yeah. that, that first month of the season, NBA unders went, 70%. I mean, it was just an astounding number. And, uh, you know, offensive efficiency was on an all time high coming into that year. So totals were like already inflated. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was pretty, pretty memorable time. Now I look at this year's macro NFL. We got a lot of quarterbacks that I have huge questions and doubts about. Um, there are going to be six new starters. Uh, you know, first time, first time, you know, kind of making their, you know, season starts with their teams. Uh, that's a lot out of 32 teams. Uh, and then a handful of guys who, you know, really just haven't shown recent, uh, especially good quarterback play. And I think if a quarter of the league is struggling at quarterback position, um, you know, we could be living in a world where these totals are, are way too high coming out of the stretch here. I mean, already a lot of people know this and say this, and I think there's some truth in this that uh, defense is ahead of offense as you get started in a given season. Uh, I see a lot of teams where that could be especially true this year, considering uh, some of the uncertainty of the quarterback play. And unless there is a, you know, some sort of measure that the off, you know, that the league tends to make, you know, t that the league intends to make from the way that the game is called 
um, I can see myself being mostly on unders as we start the season. One other, just to get back to, you guys were trading examples of those rule changes. I got like my mind spinning about previous <laughs> examples of that. The the sure. new ball in the NCAA tournament was a huge yeah. one oh. this past year. Oh, I know that, that was, was awesome. one. Whale was on that, I know, but even before I was, sadly. Because, yeah. uh, man, that first Thursday, Friday, like if you <sighs> had that and you were like pretty sure that was the thing, I mean, like 80% unders or something yeah. in the first two days of the and the NCAA. Like, imagine what you can bet in totals in the NCAA tournament versus <laughs> normal college basketball, just like insanity. <laughs> so obviously, people listen, it's like the challenge is this all sounds so easy in retrospect. It all sounds like sure. oh, you just find these things and you bet millions of dollars and you retire and whale goes and drives his fancy cars and bets NFL totals. And like, you just it's you're never <laughs> sure. And then like they don't come yeah. up very often and you got to kind of like have your conviction going in because then by the by the time you know it's a thing it's too late like when you sure. know it's a thing then it's too late because yeah. now everybody knows and now you're like oh well i have confirmation everybody thinks it's a thing and now it's too late so I just, yeah, it's just I think... it's a really funny setup here's the thing though is if you have a theory and you you know bake it in mathematically correctly you know, kind of what you ought to be staking, you know, you know, where you ought to be, you know, where you're finding the, those edges specifically, um, you know, and you're doing it all systematically, you know, either realistically, you know, you're going to, you know, have success early on, and then that compounds, right? Because other people might look at a wolf, like, man, totals went five and, you know, you know, 11 and five to the under and in week one, like, what the heck? Uh, you know, what happened here? And it's like, well, there's going to be some regression, you know, defense is ahead of offense. Like it's going right. to, but if it's like, if it's some sort of like specific reason and you have right. already kind of theorized it and it, and, and you can test the data you get from week one and know if, okay, well, this is real. We got to hit it again week two. Uh, and then now there's two weeks of, you know, five and 11 to the under and, uh, everybody's like, oh man, like unders are just good. Like unders is just running. Like let's play unders, you know, but they don't really know how much they auto adjust for it. And then that you could catch a potential over adjustment, right? So like any, any, basically every time you kind of have the inside scoop on what, uh, you know, what is going on in a macro sense, I think you can position yourself on the initial run well, and then you can double it down actually when uh, the market starts to finally correct for that. Cause uh, you know, if everybody's just sort of guessing as to why what's happening is happening and, or, right. you know, the, the chances you're going to be able to capture the, you know, sell the top of a given angle is, is very, very real. So Drew, as you look at uh, this season coming up, um, I mean, is there a certain thing that you look for first when you're placing a wager or is it trusting your models, trusting what you've already built, what you put into it? Um, because we all inherently go through that time where we start losing and we're like, oh, wait a minute. I, why is this happening? Do I need to adjust something? Do I need to change something? Yeah, and well, I mean, well, that's uh, a great question. We got like 45 seconds, just so you know. Like oh, my bad. I'm, that's a, I'm that's, so that's, sorry. That's, that's like not. a 10-minute question. We got get, yeah. like 30 seconds, whatever you can do. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the answer is pretty straightforward. If things are not working early in the season, like some of my best overall seasons have become from that because you literally have to just be like, what has gone wrong? What is going on? You're more dedicated to devoting the time and energy to try to fix things. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's absolutely lessons learned through time to, about how to take uh, losing streaks and, and uh, you know, kind of specifically tailor your performance to uh, to adjust for it. So, yeah, I, you know, NFL season so tough with the small sample size, though. So, you know, it, uh, it's a little bit of uh, a little bit of an art, I guess. Great stuff, Drew. Appreciate your time as always. Give him a follow at whale underscore capper on Twitter and check out a host of he's the host of the Bet the Edge podcast as well. NBC Sports Bet. Lots of good stuff going on. Drew, thanks for your time, man. 
Hey, best of luck, guys. Have a magnificent Monday. Yeah. You too. Well, we've got um, more to get into here. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wait for those NFL tournament limits to go up while while the scrubs are all out there betting. (laughs) (laughs) You're worried about the weather. Oh, geez. You thought he was going to go in a different direction. I control the weather. I don't know why you're worried about it. Yeah. (laughs) No big deal. NFL Week 1, we're going to talk about it. We're a month away. We'll break down our favorite bets of Week 1, tell you why, and go through some other uh, NFL-related bets that we have as well. It's Jeremy Kahn, Ken Barkley. You better you bet right here on the BetQL Network, brought to you by BetMGM.